This is a podcast from Rover. Rex Today with NetSpeed. Connecting the country and now with mobile phones. How you doing, Glenn? Oh, good day. Thanks for having me back on. I enjoy coming on. Oh, good to hear it. Hey, listen, I... Um was having a read of your latest newsletter and of course it all centred around the uh, Country Calendar episode with Chris Feltner who has one of the Happy Cow Milking Systems on his property, the first to get it and of course the topic of leaving calves with their mothers uh, has come up via a social media post by the team at Country Calendar and uh, you know the feedback to that has been uh, quite vociferous so uh, tell us about uh, why you chose to, to talk about that. I suspect it was that, that feedback. Um, well, yeah, I guess it was, and I guess it's interesting watching Country Calendar because what's the most watched program in the country has been for for years, mm. and people love it. But then farmers have a sort of a love hate relationship. Well, not hate, but they they're often disappointed because there's not real farmers on Country Calendar anymore, um, and well, that's that's perception. And I guess I think. Um, uh, obviously, Chris came on to Crunchy Calendar, and he came on a couple of weeks after Jeff Ross was on with his um, with uh, the Hardware Station, and that also got quite a bit of, um, I guess, comment from farmers. And it sort of, it, well, it didn't occur to me. I've sort of known it for a while, but I guess what it is is we're all looking at the world differently and seeing different things. And I, I guess I kind of sit in the middle of this, you know, growing up as a dairy farmer, and now. I guess talking to milk customers on a daily basis, and I wanted to just sort of say, well, let's, we look at the world differently, but if we can have a relationship and we start talking, um, we can understand each other. And it all sounds very nice, but um, <laughs> I guess that's what we're trying to do at Happy Cow. Yeah, yeah, and and look, it's a fair point you raise, and it's very balanced. And and I think that um, you know, in this day and age, that can be lost. Um, but what you've basically said here is, look, it's fair to say most dairy farmers disagree with the practice of keeping calves with their mothers. That doesn't mean they're bad people. They genuinely want the best for their calves, which is true, and we need to acknowledge that. Yeah. So obviously, when when I talk to people, like you know, you're milking 600 cows, and I and I'm leaving cows with their mothers, so they're thinking, okay, I'm calving in the middle of August. It's it's sort of still pretty cold. And I've got 600 calves in a two-month period all just running around, and I've got two-wire fences everywhere, and they sort of think, what a nightmare. Mm. And, um, yeah, I wouldn't like to do that either. But um, yeah. what I'm sort of saying is that, you know, Happy Cow kind of exists because we stumbled on this cow and calf thing simply because I had seven calves, uh, seven cows that were my test cows, and they had calved, and I didn't have calf sheds or anything, so I just left them there. And... I started telling people about it when they asked at, at farmers markets and it, it's just become kind of what we got known for and I've sort of wanted to portray to farmers that, that um, you, you kind of need to change, well we can go down another track, I, I guess you, you've got the dairy farm and then you've got the perception of the dairy farm and they're completely different things and if you change the dairy farm you don't necessarily change the perception of the dairy farm. So, yeah, very, very true. Yeah, that's why you have farmers spend $300,000 on an effluent system and then people still think they, you know, um, putting, uh, uh, well, manure into the in the waterways or whatever. Yeah, that's but, right. So, so what the cow and calf thing does is it says to, it really says to the public is that, you know, we actually care about our calves or we care about our cows and we're prepared to sort of go to the, um, go to lengths to, um, 
or change our system to do so. Now, it, when you look at Chris Falconer's farm or, or the way I, when I was farming, is that we're, we're pretty similar to a pasture-based dairy farm, um, and we left calves with their mothers. And I, I just think it's, it actually does the industry a heck of a lot of good um, to start uh, appreciating how we are perceived out there in the public, and, and and people will embrace you if they think that you're, um, you know, you're genuine. Yeah, because there's a perception that the likes of you know yourself and you know a few others like you are just pandering to an uneducated public, right? Yeah, and I guess so. You can actually do that because there's there's people there will. You know, you, you can't pander to the crowd just because you, you're trying to appease the mob. Mm. You know, um, so there's a you can't do that. You've got to be genuine in what you're doing. So, I, I guess that is the perception. And uh, you know, I, I think going forward, farmers are going to be under so much pressure. Uh, environmental uh, animal welfare is bigger in the minds of people than environmentalism. Um, you can't be seen to be um, mistreating animals. Um, you know, everyone's, uh, you know, all these, everyone's got uh, fur babies at home now and, you know, they, they look at animals differently. And if we're going to be an animal agriculture like we are, I think we have to well, make sure that we we can at least defend what we're doing. And it's, it's kind of not enough to defend what you're doing. You have to defend it in a way in which it, it the majority of people actually uh, can believe it. Yeah, and when when you look at um, you know dairy farmers in, in New Zealand, um, it, it's all about the perspective, isn't it? And the context that you know seasonal supply model, um, you know, and, and so that means that you know farmers supply milk in line with the seasons, obviously, and um, you, you want your cows to calve as quickly as possible at the end of winter. I mean, that's just the the stark reality of the thing, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's what I was sort of pointing out. You know, New Zealand is a seasonal supply dairy. The reason we do it this way is because that's when the grass grows and that's the most efficient way to farm cows, and I'm all for that. And we put milk into powder, and which means we can store it and send it away where we need to. When you're, um, It's quite unique to other parts of the world. Like most, um, most dairy industries supply milk to the public, Um or to the domestic market, we yeah. don't do that. So that's how we've built our system around that. At Happy Cow, we've got to supply milk to people 365 days a year, and they want pretty much the same amount of milk every day. So you, what we find is that um, you, you design your system so that often you, you, well, you've you got to produce milk in winter, which is the least efficient time to s- supply milk, mm-hmm. and you start thinking about your system differently. So if you're going to... Uh, if you're going to milk 365 days a year, well, you may as well calve 365 days a year. So now you've got five calves a month calving rather than, you know, five or 600 in a two-month period. So what that does is it changes the way, you know, your calving is. And, and in fact, if you're going to calve all year round and, and remove calves, you're constantly feeding calves. So if you just leave calves with your mothers, it's actually it's kind of lazy. So, so what we're you're effectively saying here is, um, you know, that perspective and attitude has been formed over time. It's operating within the system that it operates in, and it is, from the farmer's point of view, the most efficient. But that's sort of half the story, isn't it? Yeah, and I think we've got to understand that perception. Like the biggest risk to farming is that we've got a public that either doesn't like us or is actively, or either doesn't understand us 
doesn't like us and is actively trying to uh, persecute us. Mm. And and I think there is a bit of that. You know, I think dairy and you know red meat and uh, it's going to come under a lot of pressure. And I'm not saying that leaving calves with their mothers is going to change it and, and all those sorts of things. But I, I think um, as our story is kind of shown is that um, people people want to support um, farmers who uh, they think are doing good and I think the industry needs to be able to uh, show that you're doing good and, and often doing good doesn't mean you've got the the, the data to show you're doing good because the data and uh, perception is not the same thing. For a lot of people who haven't really got much of a handle on you know where food comes from um, the main information is, you know, from, I guess, social media, the odd documentary, and uh, as we saw with Milt, which you were on for about 30 seconds, um, yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I watched it. I spoke to you about it uh, a wee while ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I still haven't watched it. Yeah, well, there's no, I mean, you could watch the highlights of yourself, but uh, that would take you, yeah, honestly, about literally half a minute. Um, and I know they spoke to you for about two hours, but that's the point, though, isn't it? Because uh, you were taken very much out of context in terms of what they were trying to get. But the point they were trying to make is, you know, look, dairy is terrible and we should all be vegetarians. That was the upshot of the of the film. So you get people watching that and uh, not maybe never had the experience of going onto a farm and seeing what, what, what the reality is. And um, so you can easily see where that perception comes from. Yeah, well, I think as farmers, you know, we're here, we've got to tell our story better. And we've been hearing that for 20 years. And I guess the thing, the important thing is that you've got to think what's in it for them. You know, what's in it for the public to want to hear our story? There mm. has to be something in it for them. Uh, and... I guess we're all like that with our attention, and it's like we're very selfish. So what Happy Cow does is we there is something in it for our fans in that they um, they generally want to change the world. They want to see the world getting better. They want to contribute to something getting better. And I think we have to do a better job at, well, I need to do a better job at actually communicating what's going on on the farm. So that's, that's kind of what I started to do with our newsletters, and I'm too busy running around trying to, get electronics to work and everything <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, we, we're going to raise some more money yet again and hopefully we can start getting proper people. Um, we've got some pretty exciting stuff next year with um, a farm in Canterbury and I guess we want to be putting out weekly kind of videos explaining these simple concepts like what is rotational grazing and, and putting it into a, a format in which people can... Uh, well, the public feel um, well, they can relate to. I guess many country calendars, I suppose. Yeah, which is great. Um, and let's hope that those sort of go a bit more mainstream and can cut across, because I think a lot of times it's preaching to the converted, which isn't uh, really helpful. And, and as you've um, pointed out in, in your newsletter as well, you know what we've got here is um, if we look at that country calendar episode where we started and the comments around that. Basically, you got everybody trying to defend their point of view, but ultimately, no one is expanding their point of view um, or their experience and getting anywhere new. So you just keep going around in bloody circles, don't you? That's the that's the upshot. Well, that's social social media these days, isn't it? Well, it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, now, I guess it, it's hard to try and be proactive because you can do you could. I know lots of farmers have been doing it, and you try and do it, and you still get cut down. And I mean, <laughs> yeah. we get absolutely roasted by the vegans. <laughs> Um, so, you know, I think we've just got to say this is our authentic story and show people like Chris and tell their stories. And I, I think as we add more farmers around the country and internationally, 
it's going to. I think it's going to have a positive effect. But we've got to be able to show that you know, we give, we're willing to give a little bit as well. And I think if we stuck to our old, the old ways and not really uh, sympathetic to the public, I think it's only going to hurt us. Well, Glenn Herod, as always, uh, an absolute pleasure to uh, get you onto the program. Thank you so much for that. And uh, listen, uh, all the best for uh, for the for the next funding round. How can people find out more? Oh, look, uh, uh, yeah, go to our website. Just sign up to our newsletter. That's uh, that's where we do everything. And, uh, yeah, we'll be uh, selling shares again. Excellent, Glenn. Keep up the good work. Appreciate it. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Rex Today. With NetSpeed. Internet solutions for everyone. Talk to them today.